Hey everybody, welcome to The Wake Up for Friday, August 7th, 2020. Here's what's happening in Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms, including a new executive structure at the top of NBC Universal, a truncated Sundance 2021, a bunch of TV and movie deals, and a bunch of talent leaving Bone Up a T. Plus, of course, it is Friday, so I look at your weekend entertainment options in the FSS feed, and a cheers to my favorite non-alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing. And there's three new and quite varied YouTube links to check out today. First, Damien Chazelle shot a nine-minute movie for the iPhone on the iPhone. However, it's all in vertical format, which is, uh, well, kind of annoying to watch on your laptop. But uh, as you're probably listening to this on your phone, the link is in the show notes. Next up is the bizarre, kind of disturbing, or WTF trailer for I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which is the next movie written and directed by Charlie Kaufman on Netflix. I'd play a clip, but it's uh, really the kind of thing you should see for yourself, so the trailer link is in the episode notes. That one hits Netflix just in time to creep out your Liberty weekend, but I saved what I think the best link is for last. It's a Warner Brothers teaser trailer for their upcoming film produced by Ryan Coogler called Judas and the Black Messiah, which examines the assassination of Black Panther leader Fred Hampton. No release date was given for that, but again, the direct link is in the show notes. And now over to Hollywood. So the big news yesterday was the exec shakeup at NBC Universal, namely the exit of NBC Entertainment Chairman Paul Telegy, whose questionable at best behavior was profiled by the Hollywood Reporter last week, though his departure is being described as a result of the reorg and not for his behavior. But going forward, NBC Universal is now creating three division heads at the top, all reporting into Mark Lazarus, still the chairman of NBCU Television and Streaming. Direct report number one, Francis Berwick, who will oversee business and operations for the NBC Broadcast Network and all cable networks. She was previously the head of lifestyle cable networks like Bravo and Oxygen. Chris McCumber will still head up USA and Sci-Fi, but report into Francis. Direct report number two, Matt Strauss will continue to oversee all things Peacock, except for programming. More on that in a sec. NBC Universal's international networks and Fandango will both all now report into Matt. And a third division head will run the entertainment division, which will oversee all programming for NBC, Peacock, and all of the cable networks. And good news, the job is open, so hopefully your resume is up to date. This all according to Deadline, well, except the resume thing. Uh, Separately, Bonnie Hammer will continue to do her thing, overseeing all Universal TV studio production groups. They develop, sell, and produce series for all broadcast networks, cable networks, and streaming services. Not just for NBC Universal ones, although that's certainly a primary client. However, still no further details on the thousands of layoffs currently going on throughout the NBC Universal Empire this week. Okay, now on to some more easily digestible news. The Nine Perfect Strangers limited series over at Hulu is filling out their casting, announcing that Regina Hall and Bobby Cannavale are joining the existing cast of Melissa McCarthy, Nicole Kidman, Luke Evans, and Michael Shannon in the project from David E. Kelly, and Edge of Tomorrow screenwriter John Henry Butterworth, according to the trades. And Amazon Prime gave a series order to A League of Their Own, based on the movie, of course, and created by Will Graham and Broad City's Abby Jacobson, who also is part of the acting ensemble. And Amazon also signed a first-look deal with Lizzo. Yeah, that Lizzo. Uh, No projects were announced, but uh, it's Lizzo, so who cares? Over at the movies. I missed that show. Uh, Lionsgate announced that they plan to shoot John Wick 4 and 5 back-to-back, starting early next year, sometime after Keanu was done with Matrix 4. 
John Wick Part 4 is scheduled to hit theaters on Memorial Day weekend 2022, according to the trades. Lionsgate also announced that the Janelle Monet horror film Antebellum is now going to go the Pivot route on September 18th. Tenet has hit the ball back in Mulan's court, announcing they've scheduled a release date in China for September 4th. That is, of course, the same day as Mulan's Disney Plus Peapod release, although it is uncertain just how many China theaters will be open by that point and at what capacity. And to note, Mulan still does not have a release date in China. Tenet, of course, will also open here in the U.S. on September 3rd, uh, wherever possible thus inadvertently making what's typically one of the sleepiest weekends of the year in the movie business into a showdown between old-school and new-school film distribution models involving two of the year's biggest movies. Ah, 2020, you've yet to disappoint. Sundance is trimming their 2021 festival down to seven days and starting a little later than usual, with movie theaters likely operating at no more than 25% capacity. Of course, this is all six months from now, so, uh, yeah. The festival would typically draw about 120,000 people to Park City, according to IndieWire. And AMC Theaters announced that they're offering a, quote, similar arrangement to their 17-day theatrical window Universal Pictures deal to all other studios, whereby AMC Theaters would get a still-undisclosed percentage of PVOD sales from the studios in return. That percentage is reportedly between 10 and 20%, but uh, no number has been publicly stated. AMC Theaters also said that their second quarter revenue fell from $1.5 billion last year to $18 million this year. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. With Bon Appetit in need of new video talent, new subscriber numbers from ViacomCBS, and a look at your weekend entertainment options. Plus, of course, today's pop quiz. Charlie Kaufman has written many famous and well-loved movies, but he's only both written and directed two movies. What are they? The answer, after a break for a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing. That is, of course, my Friday morning podcast beer. What? This podcast is half over. I deserve a break. And that's one of the things that makes Athletic Brews so great. You can have them any time of day and drink them wherever you want, right after a weekend afternoon run or a couple hours of surfing or even a low-calorie burning activity like uh, walking the dog because Athletic's Golden Ale just has 50 calories and their IPA only has 70. Plus, they both use all-organic malt. Go to athleticbrewing.com shop and get your free shipping when you order just two six-packs or more, which typically will run you under 30 bucks. That's athleticbrewing.com shop. They ship to all 50 states, and the direct link is conveniently in this episode's show notes. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. Charlie Kaufman's name is associated with many great movies, from adaptation to being John Malkovich, but the only two movies he has written and directed are Synecdoche, New York, and the uniquely animated movie Anomalisa. And Charlie Kaufman, fun fact, he also wrote three episodes of the sitcom Ned and Stacy back in the late 90s. Ah, Ned, what a stitch. Now, over to the media biz and social platforms. Three popular on-camera talent from Bon Appetit's Test Kitchen said they're done with video. Priya Krishna, Rick Martinez, and Sola L. Whaley all announced their decisions via statements on their respective social media accounts to no longer do Test Kitchen videos for Bon App's incredibly popular YouTube page, according to Eater. It sounded like they were not happy with the new contracts they were offered and or the lack of new initiatives to address the pay inequalities exposed at Bon App late this spring, although all three people will still write for the website and magazine. Also, Bon Appetit hired Sonia Chopra over from Eater to be their new executive editor, although the editor-in-chief role is still empty. 
and their YouTube channel with over 6 million subscribers hasn't posted a video in over two months. Viacom CBS took a much bigger ad revenue hit than their cable network brethren during the second quarter, with revenue down 27% in the April to June period versus the same time a year ago. AMC and Discovery Network losses were more around 15%. Although, having a broadcast network that lost the March Madness Finals and the Masters Tournament probably did not help. However, the Showtime app and CBS All Access added about 3 million new accounts between the two of them. They now have a combined total of 16.2 million subscribers at the end of June. Also good news coming out of Viacom's free TV streaming app Pluto, which now has 26.5 million monthly users in the US. That's up 61% versus one year ago. Viacom CBS CEO Bob Backish also announced that the international version of their TBD Netflix-ish-like service will launch in early 2021. It still has no name or pricing announced, but they're going to focus on Australia, Latin America, and the Nordics as their initial launch territories, since they already have existing streaming products in those countries. However, this won't be easy. Viacom has already sold off many current Showtime and CBS All Access original series to outside TV networks or streaming companies in various territories territories around the world. For example, the CBS All Access series Star Trek Picard is on Amazon Prime worldwide except for the US. So let's call this streaming service a work in progress. And finally, at Fox Corp, the parent company of Fox News, they extended their work from home policy through the end of the year, except for essential production personnel. And Facebook joined other big tech companies in extending their work from home policies for a year through July 2021. But I mean, uh, Trump said he's optimistic we'll have a vaccine by Election Day. So I don't know what these folks are thinking. And now here are the new entertainment options to enjoy in the Friday, Saturday and Sunday ahead in the FSS feed. Uh, read any good books lately? Because uh, the streaming services are definitely living a European summer lifestyle this weekend. But you can hang out with Liam Neeson and his son as they renovate a house in Tuscany, or, well, their characters do, in the IFC Films movie Made in Italy that is available on PVOD starting today. STX also has the latest iteration of The Secret Garden on PVOD. That one stars Colin Firth and Julie Waters. And Disney Plus has a documentary on accomplished lyricist Howard Ashman, who wrote most of the music for Disney's animated hits of the 90s, from Mermaid to Aladdin to Beauty and the Beast. That doc is called uh, Howard. And on the TV, well, there's more NBA, NHL, and MLB action for those of you with cable TV packages. Although good old free CBS has the PGA Championship. And for those of you with Showtime, they picked up a six-episode series from the BBC, which is about a young couple that go around murdering dudes in the UK. That one's called We Hunt Together. Perfect light summer viewing. That premieres Sunday on Showtime at 10 p.m. And we'll finish out with a little music news. MTV is bypassing the hot comic route for hosting duties at this year's VMAs, choosing Kiki Palmer as host for the show on August 30th. The weekend is the next big music artist to enter the virtual concert game after Travis Scott did it on Twitch earlier this summer. He's doing a virtual live stream concert and, uh, well, perhaps one of the last ones on TikTok tonight at 8.30 p.m. But we'll finish off with news that made me smile this week as Tiffany Haddish and Common officially went public as a couple, with Tiffany joking they now have the same haircut after she recently cut off all of her hair. But obviously, I'm a fan, and uh, that's all for today. And as summer Fridays are kind of slow, if you want to do me a favor, email a link of the podcast out to your coworkers, or at least the ones you like. 
I'll take all the help I can get in spreading word of mouth for this free podcast, so very much appreciated. I'd buy you a beer if I could, as thanks, even full of as much alcohol as you want. Have a good weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Monday. But she was there for me, and I was there for her. Pull out a chair for her, turn on the F for her, and just cool out. Cool out and listen to her. Sitting on bone, wishing that I could do eventually if it was meant to be. That it would be because we related physically and mentally, and she was fun then. I'd be geeked when she'd come around. Slim was fresh, Joe, when she was underground. Original, pure, untapped, but a down sister. Boy, I tell you, I miss her.